time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. It's the Retirement Roadmap with Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being here. Glenn is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. We're always online at greensbororetirement.com. And on today's podcast, we're going to do things a little bit differently. You know, we often talk on the podcast about what it's like to become a client, what you might want to be thinking about before becoming a client of a financial advisor. But, you know, what about after a month of the relationship? What about the process afterward, after you begin that relationship with a financial advisor? What should it look like a month later, a year later? The short and long-term relationship, what should it look like between an investor, a retiree, and a financial advisor. That's going to be the crux of our conversation today. And Glenn, I think this is an important topic to bring up because I think a lot of people go into this retirement planning process without much of an expectation for this part of the equation. Well, you're right, Walter. I mean, people's expectations are normally formed by, you know, their past experience. And it's not uncommon to have folks, you know, start entering into this process of planning for retirement right as they are, you know, getting ready to retire. You know, maybe they've just been putting money away in their retirement accounts at work and, and those kinds of things, and they don't really have expectations. They don't really know what to expect. And certainly, you know, that's something that will develop over time, particularly if you're working with somebody or you're exploring to work with somebody. But, you know, one of the things that you certainly want to look at is, are they, you know, looking at things in your best interest? You know, how are they helping you? And, and those are, you know, questions that are going to come along the way, and you're going to kind of evaluate that process as you go. And, you know, it's something that certainly we're going to, I think, talk a little bit more about today as we go. Well, let's actually start the show off today, maybe fast forwarding a little bit. Let's say somebody has been a client of yours for many years. They've had a solid retirement plan in place. Is this like the old rotisserie commercials where they set it and forget it and never see you again? Or do you get together for periodic reviews? And what do those discussions look like? So no, Walter, I mean, we always get together for periodic reviews. I mean, and it depends upon, you know, who they are and the complexity of their plans. You know, there are some folks that want to get together, you know, a little bit more often. Some folks, you know, we do an annual review. I oftentimes will just let that, you know, go to the client's preferences. You know, I want to see folks at least once a year and sometimes, you know, more often than that, particularly if we're planning through something or we're doing things in stages. But it's going to be one of those things, even if they've been with me for years, I mean, we still want to get together and kind of review where everything is, even if it's a relatively short get together and just say, you know, hey, you know, I want to know, is there anything new that's going on, you know, in your life that we need to account for or think about? And sometimes the answer to that's yes. And sometimes no, everything's pretty much the same. Everything's gone along. And we kind of review, you know, how the different accounts and so forth are performing and, and making sure that their cash flows are good and so forth. And sometimes it's pretty quick and easy. And then there's other times where, hey, this popped up this year. We need to think about that. And sometimes we have to go in a little bit more depth of, you know, a little bit more planning. And sometimes it's a quick answer. Well, let's do this with this account and let's do that with that account. And then that solves that. And then we get together, you know, next year. It just depends on the situation, Walter. But we certainly don't want to just think that we set it and forget it and it's done forever. I mean, there's always going to be things that can pop up and it's always a good thing to check in with folks. And so that's something that you know, we absolutely make sure we do. And so how often are you meeting with current clients to review their situations? Is it pretty much a year for everybody or is it a little bit different depending on that situation that you talked about? No, I mean, like I say, it, it all depends on, you know, particularly on their particular situation and also their personality and what they're looking for. And one of the conversations I have with folks is I say, you know, 
this is one of the more challenging things for me from my perspective because you know some folks will say you know hey i'm really comfortable with the plan we've put in place let's let it play out let's get together from time to time but but for the most part i'm comfortable and i'm happy with that other folks will say you know hey i'd like to get together you know several times a year you know maybe every quarter or you know whatever the case may be and so if i treat both of those people exactly the same way and I say, okay, well, we're going to get together on a quarterly basis. The person who wants to get together on a quarterly basis is really happy about that. But the person who is really thinking, hey, I'm happy with the way everything was set up. I'm comfortable with it. If I'm contacting them every couple months to get together again, well, they're going to feel like I'm pestering them to death, right? And because it's like they're already, hey, this is good. I'm good with the way this is going to flow. By the same token, if I was to treat the person who wants to get together on a quarterly basis and I say, you know, hey, everything's in place, we'll get together next year, well, they're going to feel ignored. And so I really look at that as a scenario where it's a give and take and it's a conversation about, well, what is your plan designed to do? How often do we need to get together? How often do you want to get together? And so, you know, that's kind of a dynamic process that might be different for a couple different clients. You know, some are going to get together more often. Others are going to be, hey, let's just get together, you know, once a year and that's good enough. Well, there's also this conversation. It's not just about frequency, but also, you know, the scope of services. And I think a lot of times clients don't realize you know, just how expansive or restrictive, depending on their advisor, the services that are actually offered are. And I was curious if you have any examples of ways that you've been able to help your clients that might fall out of the normal array of services for a financial advisor. Well, yeah, Walter. I mean, again, it depends upon what you mean by a financial advisor. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there that in essence, they're stockbrokers, or maybe they're a life insurance agent. And, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're not advisors, but they certainly are. But maybe their focus is on that particular policy that they've put in place for somebody, or maybe a particular account that they're managing for somebody. And it's not necessarily a holistic, you know, overview of everything. So, you know, there's situations where I'll get together with folks and you know, I mean, it's not necessarily on something that we kind of advertise as a service, but there's times where we get together and we say, you know, hey, let's take a look at your cash flow and your overall, you know, your spending plan, your income plan. And then we find out, hey, there, there's this debt that's in place that is creating an issue. And they go, okay, well, how are we going to go about making, you know, putting that into the right positioning? And how are we going to lower that down over time and make it so that you have a sustainable plan? And there's times when that's something that becomes a major focus for some folks as they become clients. There are other times and situations where, like we do the social security analysis and determine, you know, when is the optimal time to take your social security? I'll sit down on a pretty regular basis with folks and, you know, and maybe they've got a financial advisor or maybe they're talking to other financial advisors to decide who they want to work with. And we get into the conversation, well, you know, tell me about, you know, what you've done in terms of planning about when to take Social Security. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard it. It's like, well, we're just going to go ahead and take it at this age or that age or the advisor said, you know, do this or do that. And I say, well, you know, what analysis did you do on that? You know, did you do any kind of an analysis in terms of how much cash flow is going to come out of, you know, by taking it and, you know, using that particular strategy? Or have you done any tax analysis of, you know, how is that going to be taxed? Maybe there's a better claiming strategy for around Social Security than just taking it then. And, and you'll be surprised. I mean, a lot of folks say, well, no, we really haven't had that kind of analysis. We didn't really know that it was that important. 
And I mean, it can make, you know, a huge difference over, you know, 25 or 30 years of retirement. And unfortunately, a lot of times that's just not being addressed by a lot of folks out there in the industry. And it's something that we do on a routine basis that, you know, again, I mean, it's part of our process, but we don't really, you know, overemphasize it, you know, in terms of, hey, you know, this is something that we're going to do. It's, it's just part of everything that we do do. And so, you know, we always want to look at the whole picture and what are going to be the implications if we take this action versus that action and not look at it just in an isolated scenario. But we want to know, are there going to be unintended consequences that are going to ripple over into another area of your financial life? And if so, you know, then we need to make sure that it's, you know, everything's done in balance so that it gives us a you know, more comprehensive look at how things are going to turn out. It's not always about the numbers. I know, Glenn, as you've kind of hinted at there over the last few minutes. And so I'm curious, over the years of working with clients, what are some of the non- well, maybe they are related to financial aspects, I suppose. But what are some memorable victories or happy occasions you've been able to celebrate with your clients over the years? Because I'd imagine once you become a long-term client, it, it's like joining the family, right? Well, no, it is, Walter. And so, you know, I mean, there's a few things that kind of come to mind. I mean, I know that you know, there are times when I'll sit down with folks and I'll ask them, it's like, well, you know, when are you planning to retire? You know, they're starting to think about it. And there's times when they might be, you know, 63, 64, maybe even 66, 67, you know, and I'll say, you know, well, when are you going to pull the trigger, you know? And, and sometimes folks say, well, you know, I, hey, I really like my job and I like working and I like doing what I do. And that's one answer. But I also sometimes get the answer is like, well, you know, I just don't feel like I have enough to retire. And then we start exploring, well, what do they have? And what have they saved? And then what is their Social Security going to be? And or what is their pension going to be? And it's kind of striking to say, well, you know, I mean, you could have retired, you know, several years ago if you'd have wanted to. And I'm like, really? I mean, I, how is that possible? And then we go into, you know, the depths of, you know, well, what would your income plan look like? You know, what are the taxes going to be? And, and those kinds of things. And you know, there's been several situations where folks said, wow, I just really didn't feel like I had enough. And, and it's such a sense of relief when folks realize that, hey, I'm there. I, I can kind of take a deep breath. Whereas, you know, before us, you know, getting together, I mean, they were still stressed out and they were just like, you know, gosh, I don't think I'll ever going to have enough to retire. And that's a big burden on a lot of folks, particularly if they're savers, because it's like that's one of the things that they're most concerned about, which is what's driving them to save. But they, you know, sometimes don't take a step back and do the analysis to determine whether or not they have enough. And there's been multiple cases where that's happened. I know that there's been times, too, when we've gotten together and we were just talking about Social Security. You know, a couple months ago, we, you know, I was sitting down with somebody and, you know, Mr. was taking his Social Security already. Mrs. was still working, but she was already past 60. You know, she was um, 66 and a half. And I said, well, you know, have you started taking the spousal benefit? And she says, like, well, what are you talking about? She says, I'm still working. I'm not taking my Social Security until I'll probably I'm going to be 70. I said, yeah, but, you know, you have an opportunity here to be able to, to still collect on, you know, another part of Social Security. She had no idea that that was the case. You know, and lo and behold, you know, did the, you know, set an appointment with Social Security and suddenly, you know, you're getting over $1,000 a month, you know, from a check that they didn't even know that they had. And obviously that, that's a big win because it's like found money out of nowhere. And, you know, and those situations happen. They don't happen every day, but they do happen. And, and we've had that happen, you know, more than once. So, I mean, those are really fun things to do and help people find Another thing that happens, obviously, we've got the tax practice here, and part of our process is when folks come in, you know, we'll go back and, you know, we'll have the CPA, you know, look over their last several years of tax returns, 
And there are times when folks file their tax return and they didn't realize that they could have claimed something or treated something a little bit differently. And we can actually do an amended tax return. And, you know, they actually end up getting a check back for where they had overpaid their taxes, which, again, that's always a fun one because nobody likes sending extra money to Washington. And when they can get some of it back, I mean, they're really excited. Yeah, those are very nice victories, certainly. One last topic here is we talk about what it's like to be a client, not just become a client or prepare to be a client of a financial advisor, what to look for. But what happens once you become that client? Maybe describe for us, Glenn, a time when somebody, you know, had something in life happen drastically that it changed their financial situation for the worse and then how you were able to help. So they've already been a client. Something goes bad. And then how, you know, your service is able to step in and guide them through that tough time. Well, so, Walter, I mean, there's a couple things that come to mind. One that actually just happened in the last year or so when we were in tax season, we were just talking about that. And we had some folks that, you know, the Affordable Care Act, you know, otherwise known as Obamacare, it's kind of tied into the tax code. And folks had gotten their health care, you know, through the marketplace and whatnot. And they were, you know, getting their health care at a particular price. And then like, you know, halfway through the year, their situation changed. They got a new job, but they still were going to pay for their health care that way. Their income went up. And then when it came time to file their tax return, it was like, oh, my gosh, we've got to repay all this money back. And it was an unexpected tax bill. And it's like, oh, uh, what are we going to do? We don't have the money to, you know, to pay that back. Or, you know, it's like, well, yeah, we have it, but we don't really like the idea of of having to send that kind of money back to, you know, the government. Well, what can we do? Well, again, you know, having the tax practice, you know, we you know ask different questions, and one of the questions that came up is, well, you know, do you have a traditional IRA? Did you make a contribution this past year? And I think, well, no. Well, what about your spouse? Did they make a contribution? Well, no, neither one of us did. You know, what difference would that make? And I mean, it's already past the year. We're into the following year. Well, I mean, a lot of folks don't realize that you can make a contribution into an IRA up till April the 15th of the following year for the previous year. So in this particular situation, Walter, we were actually able to have Mr. and Mrs. make contributions which ended up lowering down the amount of income because they got the tax deduction for it. And suddenly that issue that they had was resolved and they ended up being just fine. And they didn't have this big unexpected tax bill just because we got together and we explored all the different possibilities. And that was a big savings for them. It literally saved them thousands of dollars in taxes that they thought that they were going to have to pay. They had actually gotten an opinion somewhere else and they go, well, you got a problem. And so we delved into it a little bit more and we came up with a solution. Now, you know, that doesn't happen every single time, but certainly when we're asking more questions and we're doing more analysis of what the situation is in in its entirety, we're going to find more solutions. And so that's an easy one that kind of comes to mind. You know, another one that kind of comes to mind as well is I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts is, you know, when we start thinking about the implications of Social Security and the taxation of Social Security. You know, and sometimes folks are already maybe they're already receiving their Social Security, but they haven't started taking you know their distributions and they're not planning to until they have the required minimum distributions. And we start doing some analysis and they say, well, you know, did you realize that once you start taking these distributions, not only is this distribution going to get taxed, but now your Social Security is going to get taxed, too. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that. Is there anything we can do? 
And so then, you know, in positioning, I mean, there's certain things that we can do. You know, sometimes we can do some Roth conversions or, or different positioning of assets. And suddenly, you know, we can either eliminate that tax or, or at least, you know, minimize it and make it less. And those are planning opportunities that, again, don't come up. I mean, it's a normal average conversation with most advisors. But if you look at things more holistically, you can find more and more solutions. And that's, of course, one of the things that we really pride ourselves in delving into to help folks, you know, find solutions that are not necessarily obvious. Hopefully that gives you a nice idea of what it's like to be a client and to work with the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, not just in that first part of the process, but what that long-term relationship looks like. And I think that's important to know is that it is a long-term relationship. And if you're looking for somebody who can just, you know, kind of give you that plan and then you walk out the door and just go implement it on your own, well, this may not be the best fit for you. The best fit is when you're looking for somebody who's going to be involved in those details of your financial life and to help you make the right decisions through lots of different facets, through the ups and downs of your retirement years, through the gains and the losses, both financially and non-financially. That's where an advisor truly shows their mettle. And that's why Glenn Mosseller is in it for the long haul, just as most clients are wanting to be in it for the long haul for themselves, obviously, as well. If you want to talk to Glenn about what it's like to not only become a client in the short term, but the long term as well, and see what that difference is, I invite you to go to greensbororetirement.com. Not only are there lots of great resources on the website, past podcasts that you can listen to as well, but you can also get in touch with the team and even schedule a free consultation with Glenn there. Just click on free consultation at the bottom of the page on greensbororetirement.com to do that. And you can always call as well, 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for all the help on the show today, and we'll look forward to another great conversation with you next week. Very good, Walter. Take care. We appreciate it. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. (laughs) 